Hello everyone, welcome to my channel. My name is Federico and this is Wheels on Fire. And here we are again with another podcast. This time we are, this is a very interesting one as we are going to talk about the Spanish Grand Prix round four of the 2021 season. The, the race was yesterday and it was, a, we saw a lot of action really, very interesting. We saw, so I think as usual, the right thing would do to summarize the race a little bit and to talk about the results and the performances from the teams and the drivers in general. So let's start with the only DNF of the race. Once again, as the, during the Spanish Grand Prix, there was only one DNF. The same happened at the Portimao Grand Prix, but this time the DNF was, was for the Japanese driver, Yuki Tsunoda. He started 16th on the grid. And I have to be honest, it wasn't a good, it wasn't a positive qualifying session. And at the same time, it wasn't uh, a good race. He didn't have the pace. And during the first half of the race, his engine failed. And after that, he, even though he tried to come back, it was impossible. He couldn't come back. And after that, the safety car was deployed. But he was the only DNF of this race. And then the driver who finished in last position once again, starting once again last on the grid, was the Haas driver of Nikita Mazepin. Uh, once again, his performance was really bad. He didn't have the pace. And as I mentioned, as I mentioned throughout this this year, throughout this season, I, I understand that he, it is his fourth race in Formula One and that he has a, a car that it is clearly not competitive and I'm not expecting him to to finish inside the top 10 or something close to that. But the problem is that, the, first of all, that he makes a, a lot of mistakes during the race. One of the most common mistakes that we often see from him is not respecting blue flags. We saw it last race and, and, we, saw the, and we saw it this time once again. He doesn't respect blue flags. I don't know if the, if the problem is that he doesn't see... The, the other drivers that are approaching or what exactly, but something something connected to that. And the other problem that I think he has is that if you compare the pace between he between him and his teammate, Mick Schumacher, you can be able to witness that there's a big difference between them. Because once again, he finished around 40 seconds behind his teammate. And that's something really bad for Nikita Mazepin. Let's hope he can improve in the next few races, but... I, I'll be honest, and I see it completely difficult. Then Mick Schumacher finished in 18th position. He started in the same position, 18th on the grid. Um, there isn't much to say, really. I think that his last race at the Portimao Grand Prix was better than this one. But at least all, what we can say is that once again, he finished far ahead from his teammate, as I mentioned before, for around 40 seconds ahead of him. And the, the only, the, the positive thing that I can say from, that I can take from this weekend by Mick Schumacher is that in, during the qualifying session, he was able to finish ahead of Nicolas Latifi. That's the only positive thing I can say. But well, then in 17th position, we have surprisingly Fernando Alonso. He, he started 10th on the grid. What a shame, honestly. What a shame because not only, not only because he started 10th on the grid, because also, because most of the, in most of the race, he was in those positions, inside the points, even in, in some better positions, for example, P9, P8. I think he even got a P7 from a certain moment. But the problem is that the strategy provided by the Alpine F1 team was not the best. Was not the best. He, he, was, he only 
for most of the race he was only doing one pit stop and by the last half of the race he was losing his pace and then the team decided to make a pit stop at the last I think at the, between the last five and ten laps of the race and it was just too late he just couldn't recover so what a shame and let's hope that next race he can be better and Nicolas Latifi finished ahead of Alonso in 16th position he started 19th on the grid and his race I have to admit that it was good Still far away from his teammate George Russell, as we are often, as we are used to see. But the good thing is that he improved a lot from the qualifying session to the to the race, and that he was able to finish ahead of Fernando Alonso. That's something that probably nobody was thinking about. But he finished ahead, and I think that his performance was one of the best of the seasons. Even though there's still a lot of space to improve, at least to get closer to his teammate George Russell. And then in 15th position, we have the Alfa Romeo of Antonio Giovinazzi. He started 14th on the grid. And I have to admit that this time it, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. It was just bad luck. Because he, when the safety car was deployed during the first few laps, when, after the DNF of Yuki Senora that I already mentioned, he went to, the, to make a pit stop, which I think did, that was a good strategy. But the problem was that when they were making the pit stop, one of the tires... Were, were had a puncture so they had to change absolutely everything and it was a mess really because his his pit stop time was 35.1 seconds that's an eternity that feels like an eternity half a half a minute and that was the from that moment well he of course he ended last he recovered a few, a few positions during the, during the race but clearly it wasn't enough to to get closer to his teammate Kimi Raikkonen or, or to even get a, a better result. Just like that, it was bad luck. Then in 14th position, we had the other Williams driver, George Russell. He started 15th on the grid. And even though the result wasn't the one that he was expecting, clearly, well, I have to admit that his race was pretty good. Even, even at the last half of the race, there were moments where he was inside the top 10. So I think that is pretty, pretty important. For him, and he's making a lot of pro, uh, a lot of progress. Still, uh, I feel that he is far away from from getting into the points, from getting into the top ten at least with that Williams. But what I have to admit is that he's trying. He's definitely trying, getting closer and being much better than his teammate and other drivers. And I think that sooner or later, maybe oh, I hope that during the season. But I think that sooner or later, he is definitely going to get better results, and maybe he can be he can achieve uh, a top 10 finish and a few points for for the Williams team, which would be very special, considering the fact that the last time the Williams, the, the Williams team were able to finish inside the top 10 was in the, in the Hockenheim Grand Prix of 2019, where Robert Kubica finished P10. So it's been almost two years since the last time the Williams got, um, got a point and finished inside the top 10. That's definitely something that they... A nightmare for them, really, considering the, the history that the team has. But I'm sure that this is something that I mentioned at the very first race. I'm sure that the, that the future is bright for them and that they, are going to get ma that they are going to get much better throughout this season and for the next few seasons. Then the four-times world champion Sebastian Vettel finished 13th on the grid. He also started in that same position. Very similar to last race, he, I feel that he was completely absent and there wasn't any, at least watching the race, 
you you could feel that absence and you you could also feel that there was no opportunity for him there was absolutely no chance for him to to get inside the top 10 to get a few points his his first few points of the of the season there was no chance at all and the beginning for and his beginning of the of his Aston Martin career uh, i don't like it at all i think it is even worse than than last year with ferrari even worse at least the beginning let's hope he can improve for the next few races even though i i think it is going to be quite complicated but possible then Kimi Raikkonen finished in 12th position he started 17th on the grid and his race was pretty good pretty good something i mean better uh, better than his teammate and also much better than than his race at the Portimao Grand Prix where at lap 2 he crashed with Antonio Giovinazzi and he had to retire from the race so great result great recovery and he was one of the only drivers who only did one pit stop so the way he was able to keep those tires those medium tires I think it was amazing and this shows once again why Kimi Raikkonen is not only a great driver not only a former world champion but but the most experienced driver in in on the grid right now and I think everyone absolutely everyone should learn from him then Lance Stroll with his Aston Martin finished in 11th position very close to the points he similar to last week he also started 11th on the grid and very similar situation with from him than the one from his teammate Sebastian Vettel he the only difference is that he was ahead and that he has a few points this season five in total but he started in that position he finished there he was from a from a few laps for a few laps he was actually inside the top 10 but you could see that they, that it was there was no possibility for him to get points and there's nothing nothing positive nothing remarkable that i can say from his race but let's hope that not only him but the aston martin team in general can improve because there's a big honestly if, if you compare this is something that i mentioned on the last podcast during the portimao grand prix but if you compare the aston martin this year to the racing point last year there is a big difference I, I don't know what happens but they couldn't they just i think that they just couldn't get adapted to the rules and and to everything new that was coming by this season but let's hope that they can that now well they have two weeks to prepare for the monaco grand prix so let's hope that they can get better prepared then inside the points now we're in the top 10 the alpha tower of pierre gasly finished uh, in 10th position he started 12th on the grid and what well, the only positive thing that I can say from his race and for, for the race for the Alpha Tauri team in general is that they got one point. I think it could have been much better, but that's the only positive thing because he, at the beginning of the race, he got a five second penalty because he was out of place by the, by the start of the race. I think it was a, definitely a mistake from Pierre Gasly, but he, but the strategy in general by the team was, was pretty efficient. And maybe that's the reason why he improved compared to the qualifying session. And that even though it was a hard race for him, he was able, and in the end, he was able to finish in the points. Very, very close. I think less than one-tenth from Esteban Ocon. But in the end, he was the one who finished in 10th position. And as you heard before, Esteban Ocon finished in 9th position, even though he started 5th on the grid. I think that he's, he, he, the, the pace that we saw from him 
during the qualifying session, a similar one that we saw at the Portimao Grand Prix, uh, we just couldn't see it during the race. I feel that the Alpine has a lot to improve, especially during the race, because both Alpine drivers were able to get into Q3 once again, but, it, but during the race, their pace just wasn't the same. It, it was much worse. And even though Stefan Ocon got two points from this weekend, which is something, I, I would say it is positive, uh, a strong result, still it can be much better. And they, they are two very talented drivers and they have shown it after all because they, they, they have great qualifying sessions and they also, they also have had better results, clearly. So that's something that definitely Alpine, the Alpine F1 team has to work with. Then, in 8th position, we have the McLaren driver of Lando Norris. He finished 9th on the grid. Sorry, he started 9th on the grid. Nah, my mistake. Uh, well, it, this one wasn't the best race for Lando. What a shame. It wasn't his best race. Compared to the beginning of this, to the first three races, it was like the best beginning of a season that he has ever had. This is his third season in Formula 1. In the first race, he finished P4, very strong result. Then in the second one, historic P3, second podium of his career. And then in the last race at the Portimao Grand Prix, he finished P5, also a very strong result. But this time it just wasn't the same. I, I feel that he could have done much better during the qualifying session where he finished ninth. And then during the race, he... Yes, he improved a lot and, and over the past few laps, he was able to overtake Pierre Gasly, Esteban Ocon in order to finish in that position which are four points. After all, he's still, he's still in, in fourth position in the championship. But I feel that maybe the, the problem was that he wasn't able to overtake anyone at the start. If that would have happened, then maybe the story would have been some, something else. Maybe, maybe the, the result. But who knows? The truth is, Lando, as I mentioned just now, Lando Norris still is in a, in a great position in the championships, fourth and with many points. And the McLaren teams are still third in the championship by only five points. They have a total of 65 points. So that's also a great beginning for the for the McLaren team. I think that even better than, than last year. Then Carlos Sainz with the Ferrari finished in seventh position. He started sixth on the grid. And once again, well, he was able to finish inside the top 10, better than the better performance than the Portimao Grand Prix, where the strategy wasn't on his side. And once again, he scored po he's able to score points in, at the Spanish Grand Prix. He has done that in every single appearance. But if you compare his qualifying session to his race, then I think the race could have been much better. And if you, and if you even compare his pace with the one from his teammate Charles Leclerc, then he could have done it much better. But not a bad result, six points in total for him that are definitely going to be very useful for him in the Drivers' Championship and of course for Ferrari in the Constructors' Championship, especially if they want to fight against, at least now that they are fighting McLaren for the third position. Clearly much better than what we witnessed from Ferrari last year. Then Daniel Ricciardo finished in 6th position, he started 7th on the grid, and finally I can say, what a race by Daniel Ricciardo, great result. For the first time this season, he finishes ahead of his teammate, and he gets very important points for the championship, for McLaren and for him, and 8 points in total, and it seems that now he is getting adapted to the car, he's getting more confident, 
And I feel that the relationship from him uh, with the team is getting even stronger. You could see that at the end of the at the end of the race, where everyone was celebrating. Everyone in McLaren was celebrating this victory with the Australian driver. So let's hope that this is just the beginning of a of a great season for for Daniel Ricciardo at McLaren. Because if Daniel Ricciardo has a great performance for the rest of the season, then that definitely is going to be extremely positive for him and for the team. And why not? Let's think about that if both drivers are are doing great, because we know that Lando Norris is doing great, if both driver if both drivers get strong results in throughout the um, what is left in the season, 19 races left, then I think that they can even be able to fight against Red Bull or Mercedes. Maybe this may sound crazy because the difference between those teams are very very big right now in terms of points, even in terms of performance from the car. But you never know. You never know. As I said before, there are 19 races left. And this means that there is a lot. There is a lot left, a lot that we can see in the, on this season. A very special one with, a, with an amazing start of grade 4 races. Now, now getting in, inside the top 5. The Red Bull driver Sergio Perez finished in 5th position after a disappointing qualifying session on Saturday where he started 8th on the grid. And, well, his race was much better than his qualifying session, but he definitely has to improve more. He, and I'm saying this because even though a P5 is a good, a good result, 10 points for the team that are going to be useful, considering, let's have, to, we have to consider two things. First of all, the, where Max Verstappen finished. Once again, Sergio Perez is far behind Max Verstappen and he has to get closer to his teammate so that he can be competitive, so that the team can be more competitive, all right? And he could improve, he could increase his confidence by getting closer to his teammate, which is essential, especially considering that the last two drivers that were inside in that position that Sergio Perez is now, I'm talking about Alexander Albon and Pierre Gasly, they were, they were far behind Max Verstappen, and by that, their confidence was really, really low. And that was clearly not positive for their career, probably the, the opposite. So, well, let's hope that he can improve. And the, and the other reason why I'm saying this, the other fact, is because Red Bull, after all, the, the objective of Red Bull this season, as, as every season in general, is to defeat Mercedes for, the, for both the Drivers' and the Constructors' Championship. So, if Red Bull wants to win the Constructors' Championship, for the first time since 2013, then Sergio Perez has to get strong results and he has to be in, in, in his best shape so, so that they can have an opportunity to defeat the McLaren drivers and, the McLe and to defeat the Mercedes driver and the Mercedes team in general. And let's hope that in the next few races he can get more adapted to the car, increase his confidence and get even more competitive, something that we already witnessed from Sergio Perez throughout his 10 years of career inside Formula One. And then the Ferrari driver Charles Leclerc finished fourth. He started in, the, in that same position, in fourth on the grid, and his, his race was pretty good. I actually made an Instagram post saying that even though he wasn't voted as the driver of the day because Lewis Hamilton was voted with 22% of the votes, still he had a brilliant race and I would consider him the driver of the day. First of all, not only, and I'm not only talking about the position he finished 
and that he was able to stay in that position 10 seconds ahead of Sergio Perez. But he, but for many laps, he was able to stay inside the inside the top three. Let's not forget that at the at the start of the race, he overtook Valtteri Bottas. And the most important thing here is that the Mercedes driver Valtteri Bottas wasn't able to overtake Charles Leclerc inside the track. All right. We and I, I understand that this is that the that this is a track where it is very difficult to overtake. Clearly not the easiest one, but we at the same time we we as Formula One fans we understand that the Mercedes car is much faster and much more competitive than the Ferrari car right now at this instance. So I think that that was a great. So that was a great job from Charles Leclerc and a great defending because he also had to defend from Valtteri Bottas at the first half of the race for, for a lot of laps. He even had to defend from Valtteri Bottas using the DRS at the straights. So definitely an amazing job by Charles Leclerc who is now fifth in the Drivers' Championship. Only two points behind Lando Norris. And then getting inside the top three in the podium, the podium we always see, really. But well, this time Valtteri Bottas finished in third position. He started in that position as well. And yes, once again, another podium for, for Valtteri Bottas, something that we are used to see because he has a very competitive car. He's also a great driver, but he is still far away from, far behind, sorry, far behind Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. I feel that he could do much better. He could be much more competitive. And yes, his result is very useful because those are very, very strong points for not only for him, but for the team in general so, so, that, they could so that they can win the Drivers' Championship. But what if by the next few races, Sergio Perez starts getting the confidence on the car and starts getting the same results or even better results than Valtteri Bottas? Then what would happen there? Would Mercedes still be dominating the Constructors' Championship? Or would Red Bull be able to dominate that? That I think that would be a very interesting question. A, quest, a question that will be answered in the next few races, in the next few weekends. But it is definitely something that should be taken into account. And definitely the Mercedes team want Valtteri Bottas to, to get closer to both his teammate Lewis Hamilton and to the Red Bull driver Max Verstappen who is the biggest threat right now for the Mercedes team. And then it is Max Verstappen who finished in second position. He started in that, in that position as well and he even got the fastest lap of the race. And well, his race was brilliant really. His race was brilliant. He overtook Lewis Hamilton at the start of the race, specifically at turn one. And he was leading most of the race really. Lewis Hamilton by up to lap 60, Lewis Hamilton just wasn't able to overtake Max Verstappen and he got very close to him. But Max Verstappen was defending brilliantly with a great pace. And yeah, there's a reason why he also scored the fastest lap of the race. And there was no threat from Valtteri Bottas, so definitely a great performance. But I think that what, what happened here, I also made an Instagram post about it, but what happened here is it's very similar to what happened at the 2009 Hungarian Grand Prix. The, the strategy provided by, by the Red Bull team wasn't the best because during half of the race, uh, the Mercedes team decided to make a pit stop, a second pit stop uh, uh, from, for Lewis Hamilton, where they put the medium tires. 
And then the, when Lewis Hamilton got, a, got out of the pit stop, the difference between him Amber, and Verstappen was of 22 seconds. There were around 20 laps left. So the Red Bull team thought that Verstappen, who could hold, hold Hamilton up to the end and win the race, that there were big chances for that. But let's be honest, Hamilton was extremely fast after that. He was 1.5 seconds faster every single lap. And he was able to keep his tires better than Verstappen, who that were that, that were extremely degraded. So that that is what happens, really. I think that it was just a mistake from the Red Bull team and the strategy that well, it was much better from the Mercedes. And I'm saying this because the winner of the Spanish Grand Prix once again, winning three races out of the four that we just witnessed in this 2021 season is Lewis Hamilton. And not only that, he also, during the qualifying session on Saturday, he had a, he achieved something historical because he achieved his 100th pole position in his Formula One career. Clearly the driver with most pole positions in Formula One. What, what this man does, it is simply amazing. We know that he has a very competitive car, but what he does is amazing because he took advantage of the fact that the strategy provided by his team was great. And after the pit stop, around lap 40 or 41, 42, he was flying. He was absolutely flying, being, uh, as I mentioned before, being around 1 and 1.5 second, seconds faster to his rival Max Verstappen. And by lap 60... Lap, I'm talking about seven, where there, when there were seven laps left till the end, but around lap 60, he was able to overtake Max Verstappen, and after that, he got the lead. And now he has a difference of 14 points in the Drivers' Championship, a difference that is definitely going to be very useful for him. And even though there is still a lot left, let's see what can happen here. Let's see what can happen. I, I, I feel that these this rivalry between Red Bull and Mercedes, between Hamilton and Verstappen, is getting very strong, very exciting every, every with every single race, even though the difference now became quite bigger. Again, as I said, 14 points. But I feel that if Red Bull is able to get better strategies, then I, I definitely think that they, they can become even more of a threat to Lewis Hamilton and to the Mercedes team. But that's something that we will have to wait for for the next few races, really. The only thing, the only, the last thing that I actually have to say is that the following race is going to be in two weeks, the weekend of the 23rd of May, and it is going to be the, um, the Monaco Grand Prix. How exciting it is to have the Monaco Grand Prix back after almost two years, because... The last time we saw it was in 2019, due to the fact that, well, last year, 2020, a very complicated year with the pandemic, we saw only a few races. And the Monaco Grand Prix, unfortunately, wasn't there for the first time since 1954. So it is great to have that historical Grand Prix back. Let's see who can be able to win that race. Let's remember that at that race, Hamilton and Verstappen had a, a big battle for the win where at the end Hamilton won the race. So I think this one can be a great rematch for Max Verstappen 
and also it can be a rematch for for these last two races the Portimao and Spanish Grand Prix definitely very exciting about what is going to come and I'm not talking only about Hamilton Verstappen Mercedes Red Bull I'm also talking about everything everything in general very excited about the Monaco Grand Prix also very excited about what we are seeing in this season because it, it, it ha this season begin began in an amazing way probably one of the best since I till I can remember right now and even though this race wasn't as good as the Portimo Grand Prix or wasn't as good as the Imola or Bahrain Grand Prix still I have to admit that I really enjoyed it from the beginning to the end and uh, let's hope that the Monaco Grand Prix can be even better so well Thank you very much for everything. This has been the end of the podcast. This has been the summary of the round four of the 2021 season, the Spanish Grand Prix. I hope you enjoyed it. And be sure that you can follow me on Instagram too by Wilson Fire. Uh, something that I also that I, ha I have also said during the last podcast. So with nothing more to say, thank you very much and see you in the next podcast.